Maya back again, guys. I have one more update for y'all. My Take now has a Patreon. I'm trying to expand the My Take community and also expand my earnings a little bit by creating a Patreon. We have three tiers, and in the top tier, we're actually starting a My Take book club. So anybody who joins, we're going to be reading a book together a month, and there's going to be monthly live streams and Discord benefits. So I'd really, really, really appreciate it if you could go check it out. The link is in the show notes. Hey guys, it's Maya, and I just wanted to jump on here and promote my takes Instagram really quick because we're doing a lot of fun things. I'm doing more posts, more stories, and I also have to say I've started a new series called The Bottom Shelf, and it's video reviews, IGTV video reviews, and I think they're super fun, and they're all on the Instagram, so go follow my take on social media and specifically on Instagram at underscore my take. So this is a, another major books to favorite and it definitely, definitely lived up to the hype for me. Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman follows the life of Eleanor Oliphant and she is basically Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory but female and the book follows just like a specific chunk of time in her life as she's like going through some things and figuring some things out and usually you think oh those aren't like very interesting when you're like just looking at a person's life and stuff I mean all books look at people's lives but you know it just it's different when it's like that but it was really good there are a lot of plot points even though the main drawing point is Eleanor and her life journey and her like almost coming of age kind of arc in the way it happens and I got this book at a recycled bookstore near me I've talked about this bookstore a lot because I go to their bookstore a lot because cheap books I mean you can't go there like looking for new releases obviously but cheap books then they usually have a really good selection so I go to this recycled bookstore a lot and my dad actually bought it for me which is a huge win because my dad's always like stop buying books you have enough books and I was like but he wanted to go to the bookstore so I was like okay I'll drive you to the bookstore because you can look for a book and then I pulled it off the shelf and I was like can I and he was like fine so it was very fun and it did take me like a little bit to get into it but once I got into it it really picked up and I really enjoyed it Books, TV, music, and movies. All things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I am Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. So as always with a book, we're going to start with a little bit on the writing. And like I said before in the intro, it was like being in Sheldon Cooper's head. The writing style isn't very unique in itself, but their narration is really unique. We see how Eleanor's upbringing really shaped her and like how isolated from society she is and how differently she sees things from like the rest of society and like her lack of social graces because she's been so isolated her entire life like every time there's a charity fund at work she like puts in like a pittance she puts in like a couple cents and she's like oh that's like such a big donation and like why are people putting in like 20 dollars and stuff and she like offers to buy drinks with Ray and then like makes him pay for his even though he's like offering to buy and she's like no no like I'll get go and get them thinking oh go and get them means like I'm just gonna bring them back because she's never been out she doesn't go out you know she wasn't raised like that she wasn't raised interacting with the world like that and she shows up 
either like without a gift to dinner parties or like with a really shitty weird gift so you see like her lack of social graces because of this like severe intense isolation she had as a kid and it like makes you feel for her but then it's also like you see her in her monologue especially with the things like the donations where it's like why haven't you figured this out yet too you're a little annoyed because you're like a couple cents is not doing anything like you have the means you earn decent money why you're not adding more to this so it's this really weird dynamic and she also reveals all these like terrible habits that she has like her weekend benders but you don't really think much of it because you're in her head and maybe that's just me but I found when I'm in characters head so deeply and so invested and especially in a character that's so different like Eleanor because I was in her head she was talking about yeah I just like spend the weekends drunk I didn't think about it until we got towards the end where it started becoming a problem I was just like okay so she gets drunk on the weekends and maybe this is just because I'm a college student like everybody gets drunk on the weekends but I was like okay she's she's getting drunk and then you see like the effect it has on her later on and you're like shit this is not good and you also see like you get little details of her life throughout and the really interesting one the one that stuck with me is you see that like her foster care report of like how terrible of a kid she was and the very next page is just liars 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 so it's like you see this like inner conflict come out too and it's interesting how it's written because like I like how Gail Honeyman did that she like had this whole thing and then it was just one page with those three words and it's like not everything was like that it's not like a book that you would say strays from traditional writing style but it was really interesting how she did that anyways like I really enjoyed that and I really enjoyed how the mystery was set up because it was something that drew us in but it wasn't trying to be a mystery novel like I eventually we were able to figure out kind of what happened right like there's dropping all these hints about her past and you're like okay what happened in her past and why is she like this and you're trying to like get to the bottom of it but like you can piece it together too you're like okay we see the issues with her mom we see like she had some younger sibling cousin friend that she feels guilt over you kind of are able to like start piecing things together but I wasn't losing interest because I was piecing things together because it wasn't a mystery novel that's the thing I think the novel does what it's supposed to do very well and that we're just being a deep dive into her and then we have also this like little bit of intrigue but that intrigue is more of the intrigue that we have with Eleanor than it is an intrigue of like a major plot point but that being said I didn't figure out that her mom had died right like that kept me intrigued too because I was like shit her mom died so this entire thing of like the wednesday phone calls that have been so pivotal to her life and her schedule and her mental state have been made up and like this like psychological response that she has so i was like holy shit like there was definitely things that like kept us wanting more and i'm not a super slow burn person but i liked the slow burn aspect of it because i so desperately wanted her to like move through her mental state and move through into a better mental state but that does take time and so I enjoyed that we got to see the stretch of that time and the stretch of her actually like starting to get better so like I really like the writing I think Gail Honeyman did a great job my one gripe is that this book was published in 2017 I think and I get that you're in the UK I think it's in Scotland I'm pretty sure but we're it was in 2017 there is no excuse to still be using the f slur as a word for cigarettes use cigs use smokes use some other word but like culturally what's the word like true to the culture in scotland or not 
you as an author can make the decision to not do that and not further perpetuate like that. So that was my one major gripe with the writing. It doesn't come up a ton, but it came up enough where I was like, no, don't appreciate that one. So that is all I have to say on the writing. Now we are going to get into the plot. To kick this off, we are going to start with her whole like love of my life thing. I hated this. This should be no surprise that I hated this. It's I hate insta-love. I hate when rom-coms are easy. I hate when people have, like, year-long crushes and never do anything about it. And, like, not year-long crushes where you're, like, friends. Because I feel like friends to lovers is a little bit different because there's that barrier of not wanting to, like, mess up the current relationship. But with year-long crushes, when you, like, don't even talk to the person, you're just, like, pining after this image of them that you have in your head for a year. Don't appreciate that. So, like, all of this was just a no for me because she suddenly just decides that like he's the answer to all of her problems and makes so many like not drastic but significant life decisions based on it like she gets her bikini waxed and then you see another one of her like social grace things because she gets super mad at the woman when it's not what she wanted but it's what she asked for because she couldn't figure out in her brain like it wasn't working together in that way and like she gets a makeover and she is buying a bunch of clothes and stuff and she's like trying to fit herself into this box of what she thinks he would like even though she doesn't know him or his life or what he would like and it just it wasn't fun I didn't appreciate it she also gets a little like stalkery with it because she like goes to his apartment and looks through the people and she like goes to the gig and stuff and like she sees him in tesco's and then tweets him and it's just like a whole mess that didn't make sense and i could never follow her thought process because you see in a lot of different things when she's not really understanding things or really falling into like the typical movements of society you start to understand it because she's had this like lack of social interaction in her life And so you're like, okay, I don't think the way you do, but I can see why you've gotten to the way that you're thinking. With him, I was just like, why? Like, I couldn't see why she was fixating so hard on him in this, like, fantasy blip of an idea that they could be together and they could be, like, the answer to all her problems. So I was so, so, so happy when she realized she was being dumb and she moved on from him. That was the best. Now, since we have covered that and that is out of the way, we get to talk about the Sammy thing. And I really liked this. I like that we see how it provides her a community with this because she's out with Raymond and we will get into Raymond. That is the last thing I'm going to do before we wrap up this episode is we're going to discuss all things Raymond. But she's out with Raymond and they have to help Sammy to the hospital and we see Eleanor getting stuck into this thing because it's like she's with Raymond so she has to follow some sense of social norms because she is with somebody else there's some form of social control there social control my professor's never gonna listen to this but my sociology professor we've been talking about social control and now I used it in a podcast thing go me I'm learning something in college that was a tangent anyways so there's some form of social control on her, so she has to do things. So, like, she takes this so- shopping, so she has to, like, come back to the hospital. And when she comes back, they finally get to meet Sammy, and he's, like, on the mend. And it's Eleanor's birthday, even though she doesn't freaking remember that it's her birthday, which is another, like, very sad thing that we learn about her childhood, where she, like, never had birthdays and stuff. And 
she starts to like integrate with his family a little bit like Laura does her hair and she's going to all these events and going back to Laura doing her hair I live for a hair transformation like that um is it Variety Planet Vanity Fair the hair me out series on YouTube like love those really want to dye my hair again but I need to like let my hair chill and let it go back to being healthy so live for a hair transformation I loved that for her I was so excited like I'm not a huge fan of like nerd girl takes off her glasses and is suddenly hot but I do live for a hair transformation so like we see all these positive things that are coming out of Eleanor being involved in Sammy and Sammy's life and Sammy's family life but then he had to go and die and I was so sad because I was like she was finally starting to like be happy and have this community and have this family and have this love and the funeral sucks because she has to like almost get attacked by this dude who's like probably thinking like rapey thoughts about her but then you know obviously Raymond comes in and saves the day but before this we've seen Raymond like I think making out with Laura or at least like very like cuddly hanging out with Laura and so there's like weird feelings there and, like, she gets Sammy's sweater as a keepsake, which I appreciate and I love, but it was just, like, really sad when he passed away because I loved the, like, dynamic that she had and the person that she had and how she was starting to, like, move through life more and, like, have more com- of a community and have more of a love and for life and stuff. And so, yeah, his death really did kind of suck. Didn't appreciate it. But that is all I have to say on the Sammy thing because the last thing we're going to talk about is the Raymond thing. Oh, she goes with him to meet his mom, and it's, like, really good for both her and his mom, which, that's always a good sign. When the parents like them, or, like, the best friend likes them, you know it's good. Especially when it's, like, the parents never met. I love when that happens. It's so funny. I think it's so stupid, but it's so great when, like, the parents never met a significant other of, like, the love interest, but the love interest brings the main character back as a friend and the parent is like oh my god I really like her like you're so great and then they start dating and the parents like yes I'm fully on board with this like love when that happens but she meets his mom and they start to like open up they're weirdly like very open but very closed off with each other because very early on in their relationship they're opening up about like their past dating lives and like their exes and Eleanor is very open about like her abusive relationship and that being the only relationship that she was in so it's weird because we see this like openness but this closed offness from both of them but especially from Eleanor when she's like closing off an entire part of her mind to this like tragedy that happened when she was a kid and rightfully so because those memories are so fucking painful but you also see she's like candidly talking almost like oh my god what's the word not crass and not cordial I feel like it starts with the C, but it's not candid where she's just like talking super openly and super like chilly like chill is not the word I'm looking for but she's like very easygoing with talking about this she's just like stating it as if it were a fact but then she's like so close off so it's like an interesting dynamic from the very beginning between the two of them but then they start going to lunch and like they're opening up even more about their problems and she starts to get jealous of Raymond and Laura which like I like that we start to see like more emotions coming from her rather than just like going to work going home and getting drunk like we start to see like she can be jealous she can do all these things um she gets a promotion and she's like talking to Raymond about it and Raymond encourages her to take it and she takes it and it's super great 
and they like drink and cuddle at Raymond's after the funeral, which I appreciated. But, but, and this is kind of just generally talking about the plot too, not specifically to Raymond, but after she realizes how like dumb she was being with the musician idea, all she does is like chug vodka and contemplate suicide, which really really sucked for some reason i thought she had like been like kidnapped not kidnapped but i thought somebody was in her apartment telling her like either chug vodka or i'm gonna pick a way to kill you but it was just like her own internal monologue which made it worse and it just sucked and was so sad and i appreciated raymond so much in that moment because i love that he was like slowly starting to bring her out of her shell but you really see the depths of like how much he cares for her in that moment and cares for her platonically in that moment too because at this point there's been no like romantic interest which that's the thing I loved about them too was they were rightfully slow burn like you needed to see especially with Eleanor and who she is her develop this like trust with him that eventually can carry into like them having a relationship but it's very slow burn and it feels very platonic for a very long period of time which I really appreciate so she like is starting to kind of get back into being a normal functioning human she goes to therapy very resistantly but she's starting to open up and talk and do the work and do the process of healing in therapy and she deep cleans at one point and feels better which i appreciate because you know sometimes like it's midnight and you're just like i need to clean and you clean and you feel so much better so like I really appreciated that. That was really fun. And Raymond brings her a cat. She adopts a cat and I loved it. And you get to see like how her mindset starts to change because she doesn't feel like, oh, it's a burden to have somebody relying on me. She feels like I get to have somebody relying on me. And that's such an amazing thing. And it's such a positive thing that you see from her. And I just love the mental shift. And even though it's a cat and I'm such a dog person, I loved it for her. And I appreciate it for her. And I had such an amazing time, like, seeing that mental shift change in her. Like, it was so good. And she finally starts to, like, get rid of her mom's voice in her head. And she starts to start liking her own voice. And she's like, shit, my voice is actually nice and kind and gentle to me. And it's not this, like rough terrible horrible woman and she goes back to work and it goes super well and Raymond gets to be there for her when she finally wants to like figure out her past which like her past I've already mentioned you know there was the foster care report she was moved around a lot in foster care I mentioned the abusive relationship we know from the phone calls that her mom really 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 sucked but then we learn that she had a little sister and the big thing that she's been pushing off is her mom got mad one day and drugged both Eleanor and her little sister tied them down to the beds and set fire to the house with the three of them in it and her mom and her sister died and Eleanor felt so guilty for not getting her sister out and felt guilty like she had a lot of survivor's guilt too with the fact that like she wasn't supposed to survive that she was tied down and drugged she wasn't supposed to like be awake and get herself out but the big thing with this is that her mom died in the fire so these Wednesday phone calls and I've already kind of talked about this but these Wednesday phone calls that was so pivotal in driving her mental state and driving her self-esteem into the ground and terrorizing her and making her feel so insecure and unloved have all been in her head which is 
insane. It's also insane knowing that she basically had to go into witness protection program and change her name and all of that because of the horrific tragedy that happened to her. So, like, seeing her past really sucks, especially with it's, like, we've built up to this moment and then suddenly all of this realization comes crashing down on us and you're like, shit. Finally, everything started to make sense, but she's starting to get her life back on track and the book ends in an amazing way because it ends with her agreeing to go on a date with Raymond and she like kisses his cheek and I was so happy like I never thought I'd be this happy for like a cheek kiss but I was it was so good I appreciated it so much so to wrap up this episode this book was so so good I loved Eleanor's arc and how it was such a small cast of characters that we got to know really well and we got to know Eleanor super well too it was a sad book at a lot of points but a good book and I think an important book to see and especially towards the end with like being there to support somebody with terrible mental health issues and having to see like the work that goes into it but also that the work can actually work and you can get better from mental health issues and not necessarily get better but move through them into a better mental state and a better mental place and a better place in life and I had such a good time reading it and getting to know Eleanor and getting to go on this journey with her and I would love a spinoff about her and Raymond's relationship but I'm also weirdly like satisfied with where her and Raymond's relationship ended and with what we're seeing and what we have seen with them like I would be okay if I never read another book with her as the main character because we have the book that we have and I love and appreciate the book that we have and I can't wait for the author to come out with a new book because it sounds so amazing or not sounds so amazing I haven't heard anything about the book but like her writing is so great and so I'd be really happy to read anything else that she writes supposedly this book is being adapted by Reese Witherspoon's company which I'm very excited about though also supposedly Reese Witherspoon is playing Eleanor and if she is I'm gonna be a little mad I'm sure she's gonna do the character amazing because it's Reese Witherspoon but you know she is not an Eleanor she is a, I forgot her name, Brandy something from the morning show. She's definitely in Big Little Lies, like the super mom in Big Little Lies, the super mom in Little Fires Everywhere. Like, she's definitely those characters. I can't see her being an Eleanor. I also see Eleanor as being, like, in her 30s. I think Reese is a little too old for this role. But, I mean, I know she would kill it. But her production company is going to kill this adaptation. So, I'm so excited. And if and when adaptation happens, I will definitely be talking about it like I talked about the book. So yeah, I have been Maya Ghosh, and this has been my take on Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman. Thanks for listening. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram. And please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.